This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hey everyone, welcome to a special episode of the Open to Alchemy podcast. This episode kicks off a new series I'm calling Soul Subjects. These are going to be shorter episodes focused on going deeper into some of my favorite spiritual modalities, and we are starting with the Akashic Records. Hope you enjoy. I am here with Mandy, and we are diving into the Akashic Records. I'm not sure how many people have heard of the Akashic Records. I think that when I met you, that was the first time I had heard about it. So I would just love if you would share what the Akashic Records are, and then we can go into some more questions about what you can find out and readings and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So the Akashic Records are super interesting too, because I feel like interest in them kind of um, ebbs and flows. Like sometimes like there'll be these times where everybody seems to know about it. And then there's other times that people are like, Akasha, what? (laughs) But essentially what the Akashic Records are is really the energetic record of your soul. And so this is all the things about you. It is all of your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your deeds. And it spans across your past lifetimes, when you're not even incarnated, and also to some extent your future um, possibilities and and things like that too. So what the Akashic Records can kind of do for you is you can go into it and you can use it as a way to find out more information about something. So every human soul has an Akashic Record. Relationships have an Akashic Record. Animals have an Akashic Record. Places, businesses, everything pretty much does. Um, Yeah, which is super cool when you, you start to dig into it but you know you can get some of this information about okay so like for for a person who am I what have I done in the past like I I feel this I get triggered when this thing happens and so you can use the Akashic records to be like okay so why does why do you get so triggered with this thing and and maybe it's because of a past life you've had or, or something along those lines and so you can use the Akashic records to really glean that because it is essentially a record of your soul it's the book of life so it's it's just this wealth of knowledge for you to be able to access. So it's basically everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> who is like who keeps the records? How do you access the records? I'm sure for people that are just hearing about this, it's like a little mind blowing to even understand conceptually on like the physical plane what that even all means. Yeah, absolutely. It is kind of mind blowing. So the Akashic records are kept in the hall of the Akashic records. And the way I kind of envision it is this library that holds books on every person's soul. And so like I have a book, uh, you have a book, you know, whatever it is, we all have books. Um, And (laughs) there are these lords and masters and keepers of the Akashic records that kind of oversee the entire thing. And then when I started working regularly in the Akashic records, I was assigned an Akashic record guide. And so I have a guide that I work with when I enter into the hall of um, records that I give him the information because since this is a place that holds the energetic records of every soul that's ever been, um, you know, that's a lot of 
lot of records to go yeah. through. <laughs> so I use keys um, to kind of unlock like this is the right soul. And so, you know, I use things like your full name, your birthday, the place that you were born, because it's unlikely that when you put those three things together, that that will trigger, you know, two records to come right. up. It's, it's okay. pretty specific. So I work with my guide and say, you know, here's the person that I want to access. Here's all their information. Can you please go and get their records for me so that I can review them? And then when I receive the records, I do some validation work too. Like, okay, so do I have the correct person? Do I have this person confused with any, anybody living um, or deceased? You know, like, is there any confusion? And I think only in all the times that I've entered the records, I think I've only gotten a person confused twice where I had to kind of like go back to my guide and be like, tap, tap, tap. Are you, <laughs> are you sure this is the right record? Cause I'm getting that it's not. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. So then you connect and talk about some of the different things that you can get from a reading. I've been so fortunate to have multiple readings with you. Each one more expansive and mind-blowing and just validating than you could ever imagine. It's like, it is sort of like learning and knowing yourself in this very intimate way. Yeah, absolutely. So there's so many different things that you can look up in the records. And my favorite thing to look up though, is like these gifts of who you are on a soul level, mm -hmm. because, you know, as a soul, we've done a lot. We've had a lot of different incarnations, whether they be on earth or at someplace else. And we've had these trainings and, and these learnings and these things that we do on the other side too, when we're not incarnated. And all of this impacts who we are on a soul level so that each time we incarnate, you know, we bring some of these traits and these characteristics through with us, both the really good things and then sometimes to some of the challenges that come with it. So what I like to really dive into is, is some of these soul gifts to figure out, okay, what are these things that you are naturally really, really, really good at? Mm -hmm. um, and how can that translate into a more fulfilling life for you? You know, how can you live in alignment with these things that you're so good at? And then knowing too, okay, so here's some of the challenges that come with that too. And so then using that to help you, like if you have a career decision, really helpful to know if you have a background, like a soul background that is good with information, that's good with analysis, or maybe you're more people oriented, mm -hmm. where you're really good at creating harmony and or nurturing and healing. And so using some of that information to help you figure out the answers to questions like around careers or around relationships or things like that. So we could really look at this wide variety of things. So I love looking at that, that soul profile, um, but I also do a lot of career readings. I do relationship readings. The other thing that I do that's really cool that most people don't think of for using the Akashic Records for is, is spirit guide readings too. And finding out, you know, who is your spiritual team on the other side? that's helping you as you go through this incarnation and we can actually look at their akashic records and see what kind of you know strengths they bring forward to you and use all that information as well so i mean really if, if you want to know about it, there's a good chance the Akashic Records can give you some kind of information. Now, if you're asking about a question like, should I do this or asking mm -hmm. the records to make a decision for you, we're not going to get that kind of information because you still have free will and um, the records don't want to hinder that. They really want to be supportive. So you it's best not to ask things like, okay, so should I take this job? Instead, it's best to ask what qualities do I need in a job to really feel satisfied and, and just fulfilled. And the records will love to tell you that kind of information. So right. 
And so some of the things come with you for each carnation and some of the things change. Is that right? Yeah. So it's kind of like these, these soul level truths about you. So for myself, one of the things that we look at is something called the archangelic realm of training. Mm -hmm. And so this is prior to incarnation, we all train in one of these realms. And this really speaks to like an energetic frequency that you kind of become an expert in. And so these realms, they really correspond to the different chakras that we have in our Mm -hmm. body. And so when you think of like this chakra, the energies that you would normally associate with that, that's kind of the energy of the realm. So for me, I've trained uh, under Archangel Michael in the third realm, which is Mm -hmm. the realm of the third eye. Me too. That's so cool. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what we can glean about you and I from this is that we are intuitive by nature. We are very protective of our loved ones and we will set boundaries for them if we, we feel that we need to. And we are truth seekers. Like mm-hmm. this is very important to us. Integrity, things like that, and getting kind of to the bottom of things and it being inquisitive and exploring all the different avenues and recognizing that, you know, truth with a capital T can be different for many different people. What's my truth isn't necessarily like my mother-in-law's truth. Mm-hmm. And so like seeking out these different avenues of truth and figuring out what is true for us. These are things that our soul really is good at doing and really enjoys doing. One of the challenges that can come up with that though, is that because we are these truth seekers, a lot of times we're blunt because we're like, well, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to tell you how it is. Right. And so figuring out, you know, okay, how can we work with that energy to know how do we have tact and diplomacy yeah. when we're going through that? Yeah. Or one of the so. things that I think comes up for me is that like, I feel like I can very clearly see what's happening mm-hmm. and even figuring out like, is this something I share? Is this something I hold on to? Mm-hmm. You know, when someone asks for your advice or opinion or something, how do you, like you said, you know, lovingly, but but truthfully and sticking with your authentic self communicate when you can see things that maybe aren't apparent to other people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it too. And this archangelic realm too, or the energetic realm, they ex- exchangeable terms. That's just one small piece of the puzzle. Right. You know, you've had the reading for me too. So we talk about your soul group of origin. So where your soul had its first couple incarnations, because yeah, that it's like, is like, mind-blowing. I mean, yeah. that, that was just so, so incredible. It's like, what? <laughs> I know. And it's, it's like probably the most out there concept for people yes. who aren't familiar with this to kind of wrap their, their head around. And that's but, the star seed. When people hear yeah. like your star seed, it's sort of like where your star, where your origin is. Yep. So where your soul decided to kind of grow up and and spend its childhood. And so, you know, 75% of the world, they have done that here on earth. And and that's really what they know. What? I did not know that. Yeah. 75% are, what would you call that? They're earth souls. You know, yep. They've, for whatever reason, earth is just their place and that's where they want to be. And so that's the majority and earth souls tend to not be into, to spirituality to the extent that like you and I are, I was going to ask you if you got a lot of earth souls coming to you or not really. I have actually never had an earth soul. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> because they would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I, I feel, I haven't checked, but I feel very strongly that there are people in my life that are earth souls. Oh yeah. Um, I feel that way too. Yeah. But they're, you know, we'll if, talk if, about them later. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, like chances are really good. You know, if you're into spirituality, if you're into human design, if you're into the Akashic Records, yeah. into an, your intuitive abilities and your psychic abilities, mediumship, that kind of thing, chances are really good that you're a starseed and that your formulative incarnations were elsewhere, not on earth. So yeah. for me, um, I was a Nihal soul. I kind of grew up on the star of Nihal. And what that really means is that I have a lot of intuition. So when I look at like my records, that keeps coming up. So it's like mm -hmm. <laughs> intuition on steroids is what yeah. somebody told me once, which is cool. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Right, right, right. But the other thing that can really come up with that is Nihal souls are very, um, naive almost about the way the world works. They just don't mm. understand why earth chose to do it this way. They know that there's a different way to do it. Oh, and so Thing. Yeah. So they like, they look at things and they're like, I just, I don't get it. And that's a thing that I say all the time to my family. I'm like, I just, wait, what? I don't understand why somebody would do that. Why would you do that yeah. that way? That makes no sense to me. That's a very knee-haul soul thing to do. And so where we've kind of grown up, that can really play a big part of our personality. So things like that, we're likely to pull through to every single different incarnation. Right. Because that's the foundation of who we are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But there are other things, you know, like one example is our life lessons. So that right. is likely to change as we go through our different incarnations, because life lessons are really like our soul saying, okay, I know all these wonderful, amazing things. And, but here are the things that I'm not quite sure I truly understand. Mm -hmm. Like what's this adaptability thing all about? What's this mercy and forgiveness thing all right. about? And, and these so, show up as like themes in your life that if you just sort of keep hitting up against these things and you're like, yeah. why is this like an issue for me? Yeah. Because it's one of your lessons, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we don't have to do anything to attract these, these experiences that will help us learn these life lessons. It just kind of happens naturally because our soul said, Hey, in this incarnation, I want to learn about mercy and forgiveness. Right. And so you get these, these experiences that just keep coming up. Now, next incarnation, you're probably going to choose to work on something else. And mm -hmm. so your experiences are going to be completely different. So there are pieces of it that can kind of change, but there's also these things that pull across every single time. So it's really right. fascinating when you put all this together, it just kind of paints this picture that really starts to explain a lot of these experiences and these urges and these knowings that you've had throughout your life. Yeah, I, that's what I love so much. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier and I was talking about my path of spirituality. And, and for me, it's like this deeper, just like inner knowing it's this connection. It's this support system. This, this, it's really faith. It's trust. It's mm -hmm. like my truth tingles now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and on some level it is intangible, right? Maybe you can't hold it in your hand, but the feelings that I have physically and the experiences that, that we can have and the signs and the things we hear and the things we see prove to me otherwise, like it mm -hmm. very much is a tangible thing. And I think that the Akashic Records is one of those amazing modalities, you know, like a human design where it's like just this validation. It's another way of you knowing yourself 
but you already deep down know a lot of these things. Like yeah. so many of the things that you've shared in the various readings that we've had, I'm like, oh my gosh, of course, that makes so much sense. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like I did always feel that way, or I did know that about myself, but you're seeing it from this like oversoul perspective. You're getting mm-hmm. it from this like different level, which is, I mean, so inspirational and connected to me. Yeah. I, I love the amount of validation yeah. that comes out of it. And in some ways too, it's almost like it helps you to give yourself permission to be these things that you've always felt on the soul level, like you're supposed to be, you right. know, like if you feel that you're a healer and I'm speaking to myself too, uh, with the, like this particular example, like I've always felt like I needed to be a healer, but for some reason, uh, prior to getting onto the spiritual path, I wound up in it. And that's mm-hmm. part of why I really didn't like it is I was like, I'm just not being a healer. So then, you know, you go through and you do this work and you hear, no girl, you're a healer. And you're like, ah, I knew it. And like, it gives you this permission to kind of let go of these things that you thought you were supposed to be to really embrace who you are. Right. From a soul perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me some of the most common things that people ask you about. What is it that brings them to a reading? Yeah. So it, it's interesting because it goes in phases. Yeah. And so like right now I have a lot of relationship readings where people mm-hmm. are like, help me understand the dynamics between my daughter. And mm-hmm. I really want to understand why is it that we either butt heads over these things or why is it that we don't get along so well with like this, that, or the other thing. And so diving into that. So I'll go in streaks where I have that. I've also had streaks where people are like, I need some guidance about what I should do next for yeah. a career. And that seems to like, if I were to look at what I do as a whole, probably the most common thing that people have come to me for is they're like, you know, I feel a little lost. Mm -hmm. Something just doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm missing this piece. Can you help me figure out what this piece is? And so maybe that's, you know, the help of understanding who they are. Maybe that is the piece of, okay, let's figure out what you're doing in your career. So it can show up in different ways, but typically it's this overarching theme of like, I just feel a little lost. Like I'm not doing what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I love that. It, it is such an incredible gift to give to somebody to see in them what they can't see in themselves, maybe because mm-hmm. of conditioning or circumstances. I love that in so many ways that connects to human design for the fact that you're able to see in somebody and sort of validate and help guide them. Because mm-hmm. I do think that for a lot of people that are on this spiritual path, d- depending on where they are, it it's hard to put into words what's quote unquote wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that, like you said, yes, there could be like an issue that brings it to a, to a head that needs to be addressed, like a family thing or a relationship thing. But I think a lot of cases, it's like just the feeling that something is missing, something mm-hmm. deeper. you sort of like, is this all there is? You have this underlying feeling of, I think feel like I'm meant for more. I feel like there's something else there. And it can be confusing when you come from a place where you have your health and happiness and a family and you feel on the surface level, you have quote unquote, everything that somebody would want. Yep. And you still feel a sense of longing or, or missing something or disconnection. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and that's what truly started me on this path because that, that you just described me perfectly, mm. you know, um, a couple years ago that, that was me. I like, I had on the surface everything yeah, and yet I would sit there and I'm like, I just don't feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like something is missing. And it yeah. was really hard because I would talk to my friends and my family and they'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, get over yourself. Look at your life. Yeah. Like wake Same. up and be appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Like appreciate like what you have. Feeling bad. Like I don't need to now be in the shame spiral of yeah. feeling bad about feeling bad. Yeah, exactly. And it was doing some of this soul searching to figure out what was kind of missing. And I, I realized that, you know, for me personally, it was spirituality and that doesn't have to mean religion. It just has to mean, you know, what your beliefs are and, and it could include religion. It might not. And so for me, it was this needing to discover, you know, what my spiritual path was that I was going to walk on it. And then discovering too, nobody was more shocked than I, when people started being like, no, you need to do this professionally. This is why you're here. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's, so let's start, let's hang there for a minute Mm -hmm. because that was one of my questions too, is that how did you transition from being somebody who practiced to someone who is now a practitioner? Where did you feel called? What were the steps to sort of step into that more fully? Yeah. Um, so I mean, some of it was, I didn't have a choice and I kind of went kicking and screaming. And some of it was, <laughs> I didn't have a choice and I leapt joyfully, <laughs> you know, okay. it, it is a, a struggle. And so my, my path was, I, I kind of started to do this for fun, for just personal fulfillment and realized very quickly how much this was resonating with people and that people would be talking about how much this had helped them. And I just wanted to do that more and more and more. And like this feeling that I was getting from it. And then somebody had mentioned charging for it. And I was a little taken aback at that at first. But then when I realized too exactly how much time and effort I was putting into this, I was like, okay, that, that, that makes sense. And so just starting to put it out there. And I mean, I played it safe for a very long time where I straddled both worlds. I did my day job of being an IT analyst and bringing it in that way. And then doing the readings at night to prove, no, this is viable. People Mm -hmm. want this. And, you know, seeing that it's almost been like this exponential growth where it it started with just a few things here or there. And you're really doubting yourself. Like, is this going to be worth it? You know, do people really want this? Can I do this? And then the calendar just kind of gets more and more full and you feel better and better and better every time you do it and you start to trust that nope this is the path that i'm supposed to be walking on and then eventually there's just this this tipping point where you have to leap so kind of paying attention to that to to figure out where your tipping point is and the path that i'm walking is not it's my path you know it it could show up very differently for for other people but a, a lot of it was going in and being like okay Looking at these these two paths I could walk, which one feels more soul satisfying? Right. You know, which one feels more aligned with who I want to be? And taking those baby steps down down that path, and it can be a scary path to walk at times, but it's so 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 rewarding at the same time too. Yeah, and I've seen the growth in you, the expansion is just so incredible to watch, to witness that you really have stepped into this and and not at all in an ego sense, but just in like, 
you can see when someone is living their purpose uh-huh. and like all of us, it doesn't mean there's not hard days. It doesn't mean there's not doubt. I think before many of us jump into this spiritual service business, uh-huh. you think it's just like all just fabulous days filled with like amazing sessions and, and, and many days it, it is. But there's a lot of soul work that you have to continue to do in order yeah. to show up and be present and create healthy boundaries and, mm-hmm. you know, step into your worth. And it's like any other sort of business that you're doing. It's just this one has a completely different spiritual, soulful spin on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the amount of shadow work that I've done since doing this, I've probably done more shadow work in the last year than I did the first, you know, 30 years of my life. Yeah, because it is really looking deep and discovering, okay, what are some of these triggering things? For me, I had this huge fear of speaking my truth, even though I'm a truth seeker, and being seen and being Mm. afraid of what are people going to think? Are my neighbors going to think I'm that weirdo? Are they going to let their kids play with my kids because I'm weird? you know, like, and realizing that, no, actually a lot of people are on a a spiritual path and are open to the different things. You just don't realize it because everybody's kind of afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm still, I I don't want to say hide, but I still shy away from sharing fully all parts of my spiritual self Mm -hmm. with maybe with certain people or maybe in certain, you know, situations, I think that I use words like intuition Mm -hmm. and other things that I think I feel more safe and secure and sharing. But again, that's part of the work, right? Is Mm -hmm. to step in and say, I am a medium. I offer channeled guidance. Like I connect with your soul. I see light beings, you know, whatever it is that somebody's going through, but that's I think the point that I'm trying to make is that that's a process and that's part of Mm -hmm. the path. And I think as you've expanded your soul, I think that your business has grown and Mm -hmm. your offerings continue to grow and evolve as you do. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I look back even six months and the things that I offer now are, there's just a lot more of them. Mm -hmm. And I, I absolutely love it. Cause so one thing too, when you're doing this work, especially when you're starting off, a huge thing is to celebrate those wins. And, you know, every time I get a new client or a repeat client books, like I immediately I'm running downstairs and I'm giving my husband a high five. Like, this is amazing. I can't believe this just happened again. And, but I got to tell you too, like my husband has said many, many times, he's like, you are proving me wrong. I did not think this was a thing. Mm -hmm. That was a shadow area that I had to work through. My family was like, this is not a thing. I know you think it's a thing, but it's not a thing. And so it's felt really, really good too to like know that, oh, look at me kind of proving you wrong here, aren't I? Mm -hmm." (laughs) Well, it's so good for you that just to continue moving forward and also knowing that your worth and value is not solely related to the work that you do or the business that you bring in or any of that you're being in alignment with your soul with your human design with all these different modalities and sort of different spiritual self-care that we participate in all helps you find that next right step 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and paying attention to the the small signs and the synchronicities and, and knowing too, I've gotten the guidance many times that like, just watch and see what comes through, like be open to everything and then see what the trends are. Because if you start to naturally pull people to you that need help with this thing, right. that's mm-hmm. something you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. yeah that's, that's something so that you're good. Yeah. yeah. To be flexible, to be open you put things out there and maybe some, maybe out of the five things, the three of them are the most successful and the most that people come to. And so it's like, okay, what else can I offer in that area? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just, it's amazing too, to see the, some of the growth, like we were talking about too, because, you know, the spirit guide profile reading that I do, you were my very first one. And I was so nervous. <laughs> Very first one ever, ever, ever. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. That makes yep. me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the validation that you gave me was, was so great. And it was key in like, and helping me to want to move forward. And now I've done tons of those readings and mm. I, I love them and I feel so good, but I also, it wasn't that long ago that I did that reading for you. And so I can look back and be like, Oh, Wow. I've had a lot of growth. I was so uncomfortable and so nervous and feeling so stretched out of my comfort zone and and pushing the, my limits and my boundaries. And now I'm like, Oh, no big deal. I've got another spirit guide reading. Let's see who pops in. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I would never have known any of that from my perspective. I was like, no, I was just like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Look at all these people that she knows and she's seeing. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep. No, I was a bundle of nerves. And oh so, you know, gosh. some of that too, you know, fake it till you make it. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I love that about seeing your growth, recognizing your growth. It's not always a straight line. And again, depending on your design, so much of our work could be following what we love or starting something new mm-hmm. or figuring out a new way of doing things or pivoting when our energy changes. I mean, mm-hmm. those are all different strategies in human design that are really important in a practical sense when you're building a business mm-hmm. in order to stay aligned and continue to grow and and do the next right thing. But I wanted to thank you so, so much for being on here and sharing so many incredible insights about the Akashic Records. If you could let everybody know where to follow you, your website. I know you also have a ton of information on there and, you know, social and everything. So you can always find me on my website, which is www.mandykarsten.com. And then I am on Instagram at (laughs) Akashic Insights. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, my dear. And it is such a joy for me to see you. Your whole body face completely lights up when you talk about this. So that gives me so much, I want to say pride for you and not in like a maternal way, but just as a friend, as a soul sister to feel so proud to see you in, in your light this way is really beautiful. Well, thank you very much. And I I know exactly what you mean, because I I see the same thing in you and it it is really It's amazing when you see somebody lit up by something that they love and when they get to talk about it and everything, it's such a good feeling. You're just so happy for them. (laughs) I know. And just to let everybody know that it it is, it's there, it's out there, it's waiting for you and it is scary and it is overwhelming and you can do hard things Mm -hmm. and you can still find, you know, your place in this world, no matter what's going on at home and what's going on at work and what's going on in their life. It's there for you, but you also have to fight for it. Like we both, I feel strongly had to continue to stake our claims, find our identity, take back our time, 
pursue passions and, and things that people didn't understand. And not that we're on the other side of it, but we're, you know, well on our way to Mm -hmm. really embodying that and and it's available to everybody absolutely I mean it, it is truly amazing because it, there's a lot going on everybody has a lot going on yeah. um, and yet somehow when when you find that thing that lights you up like that you can find a way to make it work it's very mm-hmm. interesting because I've had other things and that's why those other things have fallen away is because they didn't light me up to this level right. so you know when you find that thing you know grab it and, yeah. and just run with it because it, it's something you were meant to do absolutely absolutely even if it doesn't make sense to other people mm-hmm. even if nobody else understands it even if you don't understand it that's the other thing too I think we're so ingrained in us to find something that you love and then how do you make money off of it I I do think that they go together but it maybe doesn't um, work in the exact linear way that we've been told you see everybody's like overnight success story Mm -hmm. you don't see the long and windy road that they took to become the overnight success yeah so you know just follow the passion follow what lights you up without that that ego, if possible, expectation or need for it to turn into something. Like you said, like you started doing this and you loved it. And somewhere along the way, it turned into a potential for business. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, okay, I'm going to start this and I'm going to, you know, have a business out of the gate. Yeah. And my husband and I talk about this all the time because, you know, coming from an IT background, it was this money driven talk about like, okay, you realize if you do this, then we have to let go of this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. We aren't going to be able to retire as early. You know, is that what you really want? And we had so many discussions about that where I was like, you know, I mean, here's the thing, babe. I don't like being an IT analyst. I can't wait to retire because I hate the work I'm doing. But when we talk about doing Akashic Record readings, I don't care if I have to do that for an extra 10, 15 years because I love doing it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter to me if I keep working past, you know, 60, whatever. It's all good. Right. right. (laughs) You know, so like understanding too some of these things and, and realizing that abundance comes in many forms and satisfaction comes in many forms and it doesn't have to be financial. It can be. And a lot of times if you lead with these other things, it turns into financial, but people want to start with that financial first because that's just our society. And it truly changes, in my opinion, the energetics of what you're doing, of what you're putting out there. It's like, there's this, there's a switch and a shift that happens. And obviously everybody has their own path, but I would just encourage people to really pay attention to where that impetus is coming, where Mm -hmm. the intention is and what you're doing. And I think that it takes time to dissect that. Even the intention of being in service, in service of who, in service of what, what does, what do you get from giving is a question that sometimes has, has many layers to it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's okay to want something back too. Right. You know, like I love getting the validation that the work that I'm doing matters, that it was helpful to you. And so like, that is a form of payment I take. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's okay because that helps to light me up. That helps to fuel me on the days that it maybe doesn't go as great or that there is some kind of hardship and it's okay to, to, to have that energetic exchange and to want these things for yourself. This is our life. We, we get to get something back in exchange right. for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what is 
the highest and best that our soul would want for us. Um, yeah. Which is Absolutely. a beautiful way to look at things and, and to, you know, to push you a little bit, you know, when something's hard or when something is uncomfortable or when you feel yourself sort of playing small, it's like, what would my soul want? What uh -huh. would, what does, what is my story across lifetimes? Is this what it is or, or is there more here for me? Uh -huh. Yeah. Exactly. I'm saying it out loud. So I hear my own medicine because that's, <laughs> that's where I am right now that I'm like, those old patterns, they're patterns for a reason. And it's yep. a continual focus and shift and, and putting your intention on, okay, this is not here for me, or why is this here for me? And um, looking at it. So mm -hmm. I love that we ended and then we continued. That's yeah. so us. <laughs> that is very us. Have we ever had a five minute conversation? I mean, I mean let's just be honest. No, so. no, 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 no. Which is good because we're all, we're, we're here for each other. I love it. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So bye for real this time. Thank you so much. Um, yes. Thank you. Love it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.